You, my friend, are listening to The Happy Hearthstone. This episode is brought to you, as always, by lovely people just like you. Thank you so much, Jalen M., Jared R., Ridiculous Hat, Cleep HS, Beef Squatch, Nate Dog, Samurai Flea, Wicked Good, and Mr. Jones, and all other patrons for making this show possible. You can join them and get some great perks for yourself by going to patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. And be sure to check out the show notes and all past show notes over at thehappyhearthstone.com. You'll be glad you went. Hello, and welcome to episode 206 of The Happy Hearthstone, the longest-running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I am your host, Guy Grumpy, and this week we're just going to quickly cover the patch notes for duels and battlegrounds that went into place last week. Due to some unforeseen circumstances, I don't have a guest with me, but this is really serving as a practice episode before the big review episodes next week anyway, and just a great time to be able to give you some fair warning about what's to come. It wouldn't be the happy hearthstone without sharing why we're happy, though. So my first guest apart from Andrew was going to be my girlfriend, Jilly B. We've been looking for something to do together for a while. And while she's helped me a ton with my stream, she's always felt like that was more of my thing. With the happy hearthstone, she's found that she gets a chance to be more creative and feel like more a part of it. It's more collaborative. And it's worked out great. She's been working on a new logo that brings together elements of the catchphrase, which you'll start seeing more often this week. And she's also done the audio engineering for me on the back end, too. It's really great to have someone with her skill set on board to help bring you the best possible content. And we hope that'll bring us closer together uh, as well. We're also happy to share more of my plans today. The chatter that I've had about the review episodes coming up has made me really excited to start working on it. And I have some really creative minds to help me out this time. But more on that later. So to jump right into it, the... Patch notes for 18.6.1. These patch notes really affect more of the other game modes, the new duels and the battlegrounds. And to be honest, I'm not really familiar with all of the nuances of duels yet. I've played around with them a little bit, but it hasn't really been a focus for me uh, just because I haven't found that the hero powers and treasures that are available are really calling to me yet. I think that once the general set releases and there's more opportunities for customization, then I'll be more apt to play. With that said, I'm just going to run through the changes really quickly. If you're not familiar with the car what the cards do, don't worry. I'll put a note to the patch notes in the show notes so you can always go and find that later uh, and look up what the cards actually did so first off mr bigglesworth was just removed from the active treasures pool i don't think he was supposed to be there in the first place from the way they're making it sound that he was just a weak treasure uh, that was available because he was a easter egg in Skullamance academy uh, so he's been just taken out you can't pick him anymore uh, next up we have the party portal which was uh, one mana zero six whenever you cast a spell summon a random minion of the same cost it's been reduced to a zero four instead it was just a little too powerful early on and hard to clear so you ended up running away when you got that one then there were a bunch of balance changes where you either reduced the cost of things or increased the cost of things based on whether it was slightly too powerful or slightly more powerful. Quick rundown of those, the Amalgamate, Spyglass, Wish, Pure Cold, and the Hero Powers from Rogue, Warlock, and Warrior all cost one less. The Canopic Jars and Summoning Rituals cast one more. Uh, Crystal Gem has changed from the 
first turn having two crystals to the first two turns having an extra mana crystal. So you have a little bit more chance to take advantage of it early on. Deadly Weapons 101 was a three mana give your weapon plus two plus one with a combo also give it poisonous. They've given that an extra durability on the weapon just to make it more in line with the other uh, power level of other classes. And finally, the Shaman Totem Power or Hero Power changed from giving you two um, totems, one of them being non-basic when you're overloaded, to just giving you the non-basic totem instead of uh, one of each. All in all, these changes seem like they were really geared toward balancing, taking back feedback from the players on what was working and what wasn't. So I would say these are pretty standard balance changes that you would expect to see uh, in any new mode. For the Battlegrounds changes, it looks like they really reverted some of the previous balance changes that they had. A lot of the new heroes coming out and new tribes have made the game a bit faster and a bit more uh, geared towards certain heroes. So this is changing it back to make the older heroes a little bit more powerful again. For instance, Nefarian's been removed from the Battlegrounds pool. It's a little bit too easy, I guess, to clear Divine Shields and make wreak havoc on the heroes that really relied on the Divine Shield for their strategy. Uh, Queen Wag Toggles changed from giving a minion of each type plus two attack to giving a friendly minion of each type plus two plus one. I believe this is actually how it originally read. The Curator has changed to from a 1-1 of all minion types to a 1-2 that you start with. Hook Tusk has gone back to the old ability in that you discover a random minion from the tavern tier below, but now costs one mana. Rat King has changed so that when you buy a minion of a specific type, you give it plus two plus two instead of plus one plus two, which I believe is still different from the way it originally started, which was a plus two plus one, I believe. Rakanishu was a problem before. Uh, he's changed from giving a random friendly minion stats equal to the tavern tier to giving a specific unit uh, for the specific friendly minion the stats equal to your tavern tier. So you can be a bit more thoughtful about where it goes. Makes him almost usable compared to, say, Rag that has an automatic effect. George the Fallen has changed from three mana to two mana for giving divine shields should make him a little bit more viable early on. And it's probably part of the reason that they got rid of Nefarian. Ysera's dream portals changed from uh, adding a dragon to Bob's tavern every time you refresh uh, instead of just at the beginning of your turn. So every time you refresh, you'll get another chance at a dragon. I think that's how a lot of people expected it to work. And it was maybe a little frustrating for them when they'd refresh and there wouldn't be a dragon. The great Akazamzarax changed in a couple of different ways, but ultimately there were some unintended interactions with some of those changes. So they removed him from the pool temporarily. Uh, they're planning on putting him back in a future update. Galakrond has also changed. He's gone from one mana for his hero power to zero, but it no longer freezes the minion that is, is uh, upgraded in Bob's Tavern. So you need to use your freeze to freeze the whole board if you're going to take advantage of it. I'm not really sure how this one's going to play out. All the rest of them seem kind of, uh, you understand why the changes were made. This actually makes Galakrond a little bit harder to use because it was so nice to upgrade your, your, your minion and then uh, be able to 
grab it next turn while everything else gets refreshed. Because oftentimes you get down to the end, there'd be nothing, you'd use your hero power and then plan on upgrading it again the following turn. Now, if you want to do that, you have to freeze a bunch of lower tier minions and um, makes it a little bit more difficult to use. Tess's change was a little bit interesting. It changed, the hero power changed from uh, refresh Bob's Tavern with minions from your last opponent's warband to refresh Bob's Tavern with your last opponent's warband. I thought this might actually give you the buffed minions from the previous uh, warband, but that's not the case. It really just gives you minions from your last opponent's warband, but all of them. So if they had more minions than you, you could pull from, from that. If they had less than your t tavern tier, then you would only have a limited number. So really, you could be you could use it more prescriptive and understand that you're what you're going to get when you when you pull it. Now I really liked Tess before the change. This makes her even better, so I'm eager to play with her a bit more. We did test it out a few times to see if it really did give you a smaller board or if it did give you the buffed minions. It does not, uh, but it's still a pretty powerful effect, especially on boards with elementals. At least Starseeker also changed, where the maps that you would get when you upgraded tavern tiers now only cost two instead of three, so you can discover a tavern tier up uh, with one less. So it makes it a lot more usable and probably even worth taking now. Lord Barov's friendly wagers changed, so it now gives you gold back on ties, where before you would just lose your gold on ties that you spent on it. You get one back now if you tie versus win or lose. And that's all the hero changes that came in the last patch. On Moving on to minions, there's a huge update and the elementals are no longer guaranteed to be in the minion pool. While I enjoyed elementals, I have to say I'm glad that they're finally going to be rotating out because I always found myself forcing the elementals when I didn't necessarily need them. They're not great for all heroes and this just gives more variety that you can have to be a little bit more clever and prescriptive about what you're picking. The first change is that the Wrath Weaver, the one, tier one, uh, one, one, that after you play a demon, deal one damage to your hero and gain plus two, plus two, has changed so that it gets two extra health. I'm not sure how I feel about this one because I always felt like that was the minion that demons drove the whole way and this just gives them more reason to do so uh, especially with an early reno now it's a 2-6 which gives it so much survivability that uh, reno with demons is going to be really difficult to beat the yoho ogre on the other hand got his health reduced it was a tavern 3 uh 2-8 with taunt after this minion survives being attacked it attacks immediately it's been dropped down to a tier 2 uh but is now just a 2-5. So we'll probably see it more often because there will be more of them in the available pool. Just it's not as strong and it doesn't have the survivability into the late game that the Yoho Ogre did before. The Iron Sensei also drops a tier from tier 4 to tier 3, but still has the effect at the end of your turn, give another friendly mech, mech plus 2 plus 2. So we should see this a little bit more often and it shouldn't be clogging up the tier 4 minions. I think that we had seen a bit too many uh tier four minions that weren't very strong so unless you already had a board for it it was kind of disappointing to discover into tier four you weren't really wanted to tear up to, to tier four and do your discoveries on tier five uh with your gold and that doesn't feel very good uh when when you feel like you get a better minion by getting one of the same tier instead of the next tier up 
We got another reduction uh, for the South Sea Strong Arm. It went from Tavern Tier 4 to Tavern Tier 3 and changed from a 5-4 to a 4-3. Still with the same effect of a battle cry that gives a friendly pirate plus one plus one for each pirate you bought this turn. I actually found that Strong Arm was a good one to take in Tavern Tier 4 because of the good stats. Having the stats reduced a bit maybe makes it a little bit more playable because you'll get more of them, uh, with the, especially with the Yoho Ogre dropping in tier. There should be more pirates available in the pool. Uh, but be on the lookout to see if that really makes a huge change. The Ripsnarl Captain, however, got the buff while staying in Tavern Tier 4. So it was a 3-4. Whenever another friendly pirate attacks, give it plus 2, plus 2. It's gotten a bump of plus 1, plus 1. So it's now a 4-5. Still one of my favorite cards. Uh, not too powerful at the Tier 4. So kind of wish it had even a bigger buff. But that extra bonus that you get is really strong. Light Fang Enforcer, the tier 5 minion that at the end of your turn give a friendly minion of each minion type plus 2 plus 1 has changed so that buff is plus 2 plus 2, giving you a little bit more reason to play it, uh, give you some health, which you typically find you need, uh, especially with all the buffs that we have on elementals and pirates and murlocs and all of the different tribes have so much great synergy now that Menagerie was having a bit harder time keeping up. Another big one on the elemental side, the Gentle Genie, has changed from tier, Tavern Tier 5 to Tavern Tier 6. Still has the same effect that, that on Death Rattle it summons another random elemental and you add a copy of that elemental to your hand. Uh, but it was just too easy to Tavern Tier up and try to get it. The first one to get it typically did pretty well uh, on the board. Lieutenant Gar also changed from 8 attack to 5 attack. Uh, it ha still has the same ability at Tavern Tier 6. After you play an elemental, gain plus 1 health for each elemental you have. It, got, it gets up really big, um, so having that extra few attack was making a bit of a problem for people to get through. It was tending to clear more of the minions rather than some of the smaller minions that you would normally use multiple times uh, that had big health buffs would still die to it a little bit too easy. This fixes that a little little bit but i still think it gets a little bit beefy of a body compared to everything else in the tier lil rag was another elemental that was really strong at tavern tier six uh changed from a six six to a four four but still has the same effect after you play an elemental give a friendly minion stats equal to the elemental's tavern tier I'm really not sure how I feel about this change. I really liked Little Rag as a 6-6. Six, six. It still kind of clogs your board. The effect is really what you play it for. So I'm not sure that this was really needed, and it doesn't really affect the power level of Little Rag too much, but it, it still, I guess, does make a small impact. Dread Admiral Elisa, whenever a friendly pirate attacks, give all friendly minions plus one plus one, has changed to giving all friendly minions plus two plus one. Stays as a six seven at Tavern Tier six. It was uh, one that you would shoot for when you had a pirate build, but maybe it didn't feel as strong. This should give it a little bit more staying power and be, you'd feel a little bit better about picking it up. And finally, the Amalgadon. The old battle cry was for each different minion type you have, adapt randomly. It's still at 6-6 six, six at Tavern Tier 6. Now it doesn't count itself. So you no longer are guaranteed two buffs when you have another tribe on board. And I'm going to miss that extra buff. Just sometimes it was so nice to get the Divine Shield and Poison combo on the Amalgadon. Now you're likely just going to be getting one or the other and then hope to get a second one for the other and eventually triple him. Tavern Tier 6 is notoriously hard to triple, so uh, it seems like those combos are going the way of the dinosaur. 
Yeah, so that pretty much covers the entire balance change patch, and there was really a lot there. Uh, I know we covered it really quickly, but we'll get the show notes updated with the balance change patches, so if you want to spend a little bit more time on it, you can. All right, and now for the part that I was most excited about. We have some fun activities coming up as part of the new set. As I mentioned last episode, one of the things that I'm known for on my stream is hoarding my dust button. And we're getting closer to the point that we'll have a million dust on it. To help promote that, I'm running a dust guessing contest. I'll be giving away a 60 pack bundle after release of Madness at the Dark Moon Fair to the person who guesses my new dust button total after I open all of my packs and a 40 pack bundle after release to a random entry for performing tasks like following my Twitter, subscribing to these podcasts, and following me on Twitch. To participate, go to go.guygrumpy.com slash madness-contest, and this information will also be added to the show notes. Also, I wanted to share my plans for the set reviews this time around. I know you've gotten used to Andrew working with Steve to cover all of the cards in the past, and you'll still be able to get Steve's input over on the off-curve podcast. He'll be working with Matted Arms to deliver similar content, I believe, to what you are used to from the set reviews. I'm going to do it a little bit differently. I've uh, collected experts from every class to talk about the cards from their class, including the neutrals of note that they think will be impactful in the meta for their class. These should be shorter episodes, but a bunch more of them. I'll be recording them all as fast as I can after all the cards have been revealed. And remember that those $2 patron level and above will get early access to these. Otherwise, they will hopefully release on bulk on release day on November 17th. That'll also be a special stream day for me. I plan to open a complete set of new cards to ensure that I maintain a complete set of all the Hearthstone cards, so I'll be able to build any deck you'd be interested in playing. On release day, stop by my stream with uh, your theory-crafted deck codes, and you'll be able to play it against me, even if you didn't open the cards. I can build the decks for you, and you can try them out against me. We generally, on release day, do two games, so you get a chance to really get a feel. It's a lot of fun, and I hope to see you there. All right. The card of the week is something that's made me a little bit apprehensive because my singing voice is nowhere near as good as Andrew's, but I wanted to continue with this tradition to at least see how it goes. Uh, so my card of the week this week is from Battlegrounds. It's Nomi Kitchen Nightmare. This is a Tavern Tier 5 minion that's a 4-4. After you play an elemental, elementals in Bob's Tavern have plus one, plus one for the rest of the game. I find that this is the card I really shoot for with fast upgrades and try to get to him early so that you can just power through some elementals and boost all of the elementals in the board or in the tavern um, for a long period of time. If you can get eight or nine elementals played before you get rid of Nomi, it usually is the game winner for you. So this song comes from The King and I, Getting to Know You. We've changed it to Getting to Know Me. Getting to know me, taverning up oh so quickly. A kitchen nightmare, elementals dream. Getting to know me, elements are so exciting. They are precisely what we want to see. Getting to know me, then getting up to the genie. 200 health on 
Lieutenant Gar, good lord. Haven't you noticed winning is becoming easy because of all the elements we play while we have no me on the board? All right, well, let me know in the comments and in discord or wherever you want uh what you thought of that if you want me to stop uh, the tradition of the card of the week please let me know if you thought it was okay and we'll keep trying to be creative let me know that as well i can tell you that for the card reviews we are planning some um so be on the lookout for that much better singers than, than me i promise all right, well, that brings us to the end, but I just wanted to remind you that you are the Happy Hearthstone. This podcast exists for you and is sustained by you. There's so many great ways to support what we're doing, and I just want to ask that if this is one of your favorites or you, you listen to every episode, that you just consider how you might be able to support the show. Our Patreon's always going to be the best way to support the show, and I'm still very thankful for each of you that have continued your subscriptions since I've taken over. I am focusing on updating the different tiers for things that I know that I can support and make sure that there's value at every level. But if you have any feedback on what you'd like to see overall, please do reach out via one of the contact methods listed in the show notes and share. I'm definitely open to listening. Those will all be coming shortly after the review episodes. All of my focus is really on that right now. Uh, but if you feel like you're getting some value out of listening to the show, even subscribing at the $1 level helps tremendously. Another way to support is by putting up a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast site. Uh, this really helps a lot when people are looking for Hearthstone podcasts. It only takes a couple of minutes. If you need help with it, you can just reach out. But again, it's another great way that you can support the show and help with the visibility. Also, just want to express some extreme gratitude to Menok and Number Theory for continuing to be producers of the Happy Hearthstone. I haven't had a chance to talk to you both directly yet, but I have seen you talking in the Discord, and I really do appreciate all the input that you've had for the Happy Hearthstone over the years, and I really look forward to working closer with you and helping build a community that you'll continue to be prou proud of being a part of. As always, we'd love to know what you thought of the show and what you'd like to see added or removed from the show for future episodes. So check out the show notes for more information on how to get a hold of me or the Happy Hearthstone in general. And feel free to comment on anything at the happyhearthstone.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Guy Grumpy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter also at Guy Grumpy and at the Happy HS. Uh, both are going to be more active now going forward. You can also reach us via email at thehappyheartstone at gmail.com. You can also come join us in the Discord. The link is in the show notes. Thanks again for visiting the Happy Hearthstone and having a little bit of fun with us today. We'll see you next time. Much love, everyone.